Hello, I'm Steve Anderson, author of The Bezos Letters, 14 Principles to Grow Your Business Like Amazon. And in this uh, continuing series of shows, we've been talking a lot about the principles in the book. And just as a reminder, um, four cycles, test, build, accelerate, and scale. And within each of those cycles are three to four principles that I believe Amazon has used to grow. Um, we talked a lot about those individual principles. What I thought I would do today <clears throat> is really take a look at where is Amazon today? I mean, I, the research I did for those principles in the book was two, three, four years ago now. And lots has changed, certainly the pandemic and um, all kinds of supply chain issues and right, all kinds of things going on right now. And I wanted to answer the question is Amazon actually still utilizing these growth principles? Are, are they actually principles that are long lasting? And so what I thought I'd do is go through a couple of some of their new initiatives and tie them back into the principles that, uh, that I've talked about in, in the book. And so <clears throat> the, the first one, and, and I, I picked these cause I think they're interesting. I hope you do. And are, I think, a good illustration for, again, kind of that DNA at Amazon. What, what is it that they continue to be able to do? So the first one I want to talk about is Astro. Now, you may not have heard, but a, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Amazon had their hardware announcement. So kind of new Kindles and Echo devices. And one of the new things they announced was the Astro Home Robot. Uh, now, this is a device that uh, actually can follow you around in your house. It's a two-wheeled small. It's got a screen on it. It kind of looks like an Echo Show, a little larger screen, but on wheels. Um, and, you know, again, some of the press has said, you know, who cares? What do we need this? And but but where this idea started from, and again, I think it illustrates some of the principles that Amazon continues to use to come up with new ideas, new inventions, and the ability to innovate on in what they're doing. So Astro actually came about uh, in a senior, senior leadership team meeting where they were talking about, you know, robotics, and there've been a few others that they've experimented with. And again, I think that's one of the important principles is Amazon continues to experiment with new ideas. And the question at that senior leadership team meeting was asked, does anybody here think that homes won't have, that we won't have in our homes in five to 10 years some type of robot. <clears throat> and everybody agreed that that actually is likely, you know, that given the development of robots and machine learning and, and the echo devices being able to talk and ask questions and get answers and responses back, it's likely that some type of robot, again, whatever your image of that might be, would be part of it. And so <clears throat> Amazon started a project around looking at, okay, what would a robot look like at home? And actually, originally, they thought it was going to be more about security in the home, 
Uh, and actually, uh, another device, part of the Ring, you know, uh, security system, you know, the video doorbells, and I've got lots of those devices in my house. Uh, one of the things they have um, created and are experimenting with is actually a small drone <clears throat> that sits in your house and is... Uh, triggered, I guess is the right word, when there is somebody maybe in the backyard or the, uh, an alarm is triggered inside the house, this drone actually takes off. It's got a camera on it and can move around your house and using a, um, an iPad or a cell phone, uh, smartphone device, you can actually see what's going on in your house. And so, you know, again, if a window's broken or there's a loud sound or, you know, something that triggers that device. And again, they're experimenting and they may or may not get it right on the first try. I'm pretty intrigued with it just because they're combining drone technology, video technology, and giving you as the consumer a different picture. Well, that's what they're doing with Astro too. And interestingly enough, they're they've created it. It's a, it's a product that was demonstrated on stage and they're allowing consumers to purchase it. It's, uh, you know, reasonably expensive at a thousand dollars and being, you have to be invited to participate in that program. So that's one device, maybe a crazy, maybe a failure, but that illustrates a couple of the different principles working together. Principle one, in the test cycle, which is encourage successful failure. Amazon is willing to invest money. And in fact, they invest a lot of money in research and development and experimentation and figuring out what is it that consumers want. And so that's an example. It's also an example of principle number three, practice dynamic invention and innovation. Now, again, looking at consumers, starting with the premise, if you believe this is true or not, but starting with the premise that consumers will want in five to 10 years, a some type of robot in their home to help them do different things. And maybe it could be elder care, right? Maybe it could be uh, following around. Again, one of the, the marketing examples was uh, a granddaughter talking to grandparents that are not, you know, right there. And the uh, Astro robot is actually following the granddaughter around so she can show the grandparents different things that she's doing. As someone who has seven grandchildren, that sort of intrigues me. So encourage successful failure. They don't know if it's going to work. They're testing and experimenting. Practice dynamic invention and innovation. Dynamic mean always ongoing. Number four principle, obsess over customers looking at what will customers want in the future and looking ahead one, two, three, five, ten 10 years to go, what is it that we need to be thinking about now that customers will want and be ready for in the future? And principle five, I mean, literally thinking five to 10 years out where customers are going to be, that's the principle apply long-term thinking. So that's just the, you know, one product that is an example of how these principles are practiced within Amazon in order to 
take care of their customers. Uh, the other one uh, similar is Amazon Scout. So this is a delivery robot. And actually where I live outside Nashville is one of the test sites for these. Um, and, you know, frankly, I'm not sure it's going to be that viable, but it's a small, you know, I don't know how big, uh, this big or so, six wheeled, goes up and down the sidewalk and has packages contained inside that a notification is sent and you can come out of your front door and pick up the, uh, the package from the scout. Again, being willing to experiment and suffer failure and learn from failure so that they can improve what they do and how they go about doing it. <clears throat> so again, a couple of interesting things. Um, another one, Again, these are all fairly new products and initiatives. And it's the Amazon One Palm Scanner. So this is a device that actually uses the palm of your hand. Uh, they have determined, they being Amazon, have determined that people's palm and the lines, right, all, all the things that make up the palm of your hand are unique and unique enough that you can use it and have a scanner scan your palm instead of pulling your phone out, doing a barcode to um, enter into stores. And they first put it in their Amazon Go stores. Um, again, their technology, you know, retail store. I'll talk about more retail here in a little bit but they're actually putting it in to the new um, Seattle, um, it's called the Climate Pledge Dome. And I'm, I, I can't remember who's playing there. I think the hockey team, a new um, uh, event, I mean, a venue, a sports venue that has been built in Seattle that Amazon had the naming rights for. Um, you can actually use your palm in order to get in, in terms of, instead of having a ticket and all those kinds of things. So again, experimenting with a new way. Um, and, you know, again, skepticism around privacy and what information is Amazon capturing, et cetera, all valid questions, but Amazon's willing to put it out there to, again, back to those principles, right? They're willing to fail. They're practicing dynamic invention, not sitting back on their success, but continuing to look forward, long-term thinking and customer obsession. Is it easier for the customer to be able to do or use some of these types of things? So again, those some of the hardware side of things, but one of the other areas is uh, actual physical stores. And, and we've talked about that, in previous shows in terms of why did Amazon actually start opening physical stores? Certainly you can say they are, um, I want to say dominant, but they certainly have a, a large market share of the online e-commerce marketplace. But what about physical stores? And I'll go back to Jeff Bezos, 2006, shareholder letter where he talks about the question, when are you going to open physical stores? And the answer he gave then was, we haven't figured out how to make the 
experience in a physical store meaningfully differentiated from every other retail store. So until we, this is the subtext, not a quote, until we figure that out, we're not going to go into the retail space and we're not going to open stores. While in 2015, they started getting an inkling. They started again, experimenting, testing ideas. They opened Amazon books as their first retail store and it looked at it differently than the traditional big box bookstores and smaller place model footprint not as much inventory because frankly if you go to the bookstore with knowing the book you want to read next you'll probably just order it on Amazon and not spend the time and effort to go to the bookstore but if you're going to the bookstore to discover the next book you want to read then that Amazon bookstore is designed to help you find that out. Well, it was recently announced and not confirmed by Amazon, but announced in the press that Amazon is considering opening up smaller department stores, about 30,000 square feet. Think about a smaller Kohl's or maybe a Macy's or something like that. And again, why would Amazon want to get into that space? Well, for clothing, right? Soft goods like sweaters and pants and blouses and shirts and things like that. It really does help to be able to try things on to see, you know, is it the right fit? E-commerce, it can be done, but it's just not quite the best customer experience. And I've tried to do that myself in terms of buying stuff that really needs to be fit better. So there is a retail store example of how to, to do that. So department stores, will that happen? Don't know yet. Amazon hasn't confirmed it. We'll see. But that same idea back to some of those principles. Um, and then grocery, certainly their acquisition of Whole Foods and now they're um, expanding out the technology they use in retail stores to check out. And it's called just walk out technology. And I, I've talked about that before, but it's the idea of walking into an, uh, an Amazon Go store, their convenience store, an Amazon Fresh store, their larger format grocery store, and being able to pick things off shelves and put things in your cart and have it track, have it, the technology in the store, track what goes into your cart. So literally there is no checkout, you just walk out. Now again, where did that come from? It came from looking at what is the worst part of checking out in a retail store. It, I, I kind of gave it away there, didn't I? The worst part of going and buying something in a retail store is the checkout process. And in fact, right now, that's even becoming more difficult because it appears that, you know, grocery stores and other, you know, home improvement stores are having difficulty staffing those checkout lines with people. So they're relying more on the, you know, automated self-checkout piece. But again, that doesn't really quite work. And Amazon has worked hard at inventing new technology to make that happen. So um, one other area. All right. So we kind of talked about the, some of the hardware stuff. We talked about some of the retail physical stores. 
Another area is around employees. Now, Amazon has gone on a hiring spree over the last couple of years. They have uh, right now best uh, estimate is about 1.3 million employees worldwide. And right now, as we are talking, they are gearing up for the holiday season, looking to hire 150,000 more employees to be able to get you the packages you want uh, that you buy on Amazon. Well, again, a couple of principles there as they continue to work on hiring and improving that employee experience, especially in the fulfillment centers. Principle number 10, promote ownership. Bezos has said several times that employees need to be engaged with the company. They need to, to act like owners. And if you want an employee to act like owners, they actually need to be owners and have a vested interest in the organization, in the company. Principle 11, maintain your culture. I'm still fascinated with the idea of how do you hire that many people in, in a short period of time and continue to maintain the culture of the organization. And Amazon has done that. And again, one of the other principles, number 12, is focus on high standards. Even with that hiring, Amazon works hard at not just hiring anybody, but hiring those people who are a fit for Amazon. And frankly, not everybody is, and that's okay. But those principles we continue to see being played out and in action. <clears throat> now, one of my, um, what's the, I, I don't say pet project maybe, but one of the projects that I'm, I'm actually quite interested in is called Project Kuiper. So this is a bit of crossover between Amazon and Jeff Bezos' other company, Blue Origin, the space company. You've likely heard about Blue Origin. Uh, Bezos uh, actually went up into space uh, this summer uh, for the first time on a Blue Origin rocket and capsule. Well, Project Kuiper is a really interesting one. And again, it, it um, what do I want to say? Hang on a second. It displays another principle, which is two, which is bet on big ideas. Here's the big idea of Project Kuiper. And in fact, Amazon, Bezos has said in an interview, he believes it might be the next big idea at Amazon. And the Project Kuiper is sending satellites up into space in low Earth orbit. Now, if any of you have had or tried to use, you know, satellite internet, in the past, those satellites have been in geosynchronous orbit, 30 some thousand feet over the earth. And there's a real delay in getting that signal from the satellite down to your dish into your computer. Low earth orbit satellites are much lower. And so the time, the delay, the latency is actually called of getting that signal back and forth is cut significantly down by doing that. But the problem with low Earth orbit satellites is they don't stay in space. Geosynchronous are high enough that they don't uh, degrade their orbit and actually fall into the Earth's atmosphere. 
the low Earth orbit satellites. And these satellites are small, kind of bread box size, but there are thousands of them. In fact, uh, Amazon has gotten permission to actually put up over 4,000 satellites up in low Earth orbit, creating a mesh network between them that will provide high speed, affordable internet access anywhere in the area it serves. I, I would say anywhere on Earth, but that's not the full scope of it yet, but might be in the future. But think about the frustrations you've had when you couldn't get a cell signal or you didn't have internet access um, and you're traveling or those kinds of things, uh, or you're living in, in a more rural area where you don't have access to good uh, wired broadband this would solve those problems. In fact, I talked to an individual who is using the SpaceX version of this. So Amazon's creating this and Elon Musk at SpaceX is creating a similar constellation of satellites. But again, what are the principles? Well, bet on big ideas and apply long-term thinking. Amazon is investing over $10 billion into Project Kuiper to help us have high-speed internet access anywhere we are. Now, what's the benefit to Amazon? Well, the more people that have access to the internet, the more people that can buy something on Amazon. So that's certainly part of it. <clears throat> and it's also part of Bezos' long-term vision for what he can do because of the resources he has available. So another area, so Kuiper satellite internet, virtually anywhere in the service area. Another one that is being built out by Amazon is Amazon Air. So this is their airline, cargo airline, um, and they are buying planes and creating a hub. So they have one of their newest ones is in uh, Cincinnati, uh, Kentucky airport. CVG, if you go through there, have gone through there at any time, uh, they've created this huge hub, uh, really kind of, uh, I would say, mimicking or maybe even bettering UPS and FedEx and that hub system that they've created, all with the purpose of helping get you your packages, whatever that looks like for you, as fast as possible. And this is supporting the customer experience pillars that Amazon has had for many years. Those are low prices, best selection, wide selection, and fast, convenient delivery. And again, taking those steps, customer obsession, right? Several of these principles apply as we're talking through some of these. And, and also, Principle number six, understand your flywheel. And that really is something you can look at whenever you hear uh, of an announcement by Amazon of doing something, it relates back to their flywheel. What they called early on their virtuous cycle. And the idea here, again, Jim Collins, the book, Good to Great, chapter eight, the flywheel and the doom loom, talked about how businesses need to understand what it is that make them grow. And at Amazon, they realized that growth was their core, what they wanted to achieve. In order to do that, they needed to create a great customer experience that would drive traffic 
to their websites and allow customers to have a wide selection. And that would do a number of things for Amazon. The more customers they had, the more they can negotiate with manufacturers to lower prices, the more manufacturers would be on the Amazon platform um, to provide those products and services to customers. Having a great customer experience brings word of mouth advertising and that cycle just keeps going around and around and around. So again, understanding your flywheel principle is something that you can use when you're looking at Amazon. And then <clears throat> I'd say the la it is principle number 14. It is the last principle. What I call believe it's always day one. And, and this is infused through Amazon. Uh, and in fact, I came across a, an article, that, a recent article uh, from uh, Daniel Slater, who is the worldwide lead culture of innovation for AWS. I, I love some of their titles at Amazon, right? Worldwide lead culture of innovation. And he talks about day one, uh, and this is on the AWS blog uh, website article. And he talks about putting day one mindset into practice. And it relies on maintaining a long-term focus. We've talked about that already. Um, principle number five, um, obsessing over customers. We've talked about that. Principle number four, and bold innovation. And we've talked about that in principle number three, practice dynamic invention and innovation. Well, I want to remind you what Bezos said about the distinction between day one and day two. So Bezos has asked at an all hands meeting, Jeff, what does day two look like? And here's how he answered. Day two is stasis, followed by irrelevance, followed by excruciating, painful decline, followed by death. And that is why it's always day one. And, and I think that's the core of this mindset, this cultural piece of Amazon that allows them to continue to think of themselves as a startup, as getting going, as not relying on their success, which for Amazon could be really easy to do, just keep kind of things going. But they don't do that. They continue to push, thinking up new ideas, thinking of new ways to delight customers and creating hardware, software, physical stores, an air force to deliver packages, logistics, excellence, etc. Well, what is the cultural DNA at Amazon? Uh, again, another article, Beth Gilletti, who's AWS Senior VP of HR, Human Resources. And, and here's what she said that is the cultural DNA at Amazon. And again, if we think about this idea of, you know, uh, maintaining your culture, of focusing on high standards, and believing it's always day one. All those principles here apply. So what she said is six items that are part of the cultural DNA of Amazon. Be customer obsessed. And, you know, sometimes I get um, I'm tired of saying that, but at Amazon, they don't actually. It's all about the customer. It's starting with the customer. It's inventing on behalf of the customer. That's what keeps them going. 
build and maintain the right mechanisms to retain a day one culture, um, encourage successful failure, bet on big ideas, apply long-term thinking, generate high velocity decisions. And that actually that's number three, make high quality and high velocity decisions every time. That is one of the things that causes a company to go into a day two mode is slowing down the decision-making process. Be experimental and disruptive. Embrace trends. That's number four. And again, being uh, having an experimental mindset is key at Amazon. And I believe actually the focus on innovation is misplaced by most companies. Most companies don't need to innovate. They actually need to experiment and invent which does allow them then to innovate, but you don't start with innovation, you start with experimentation so you can invent what the next thing is going to be that delights your customers. Be willing to take risks and fail, then learn from those failures. Principle number one, encourage successful failure. And then finally, envision number six, envision a world one to two years in the future where customers are using your product now. And I think go up, you know, back to what we first started talking about with um, Astro Home Robot. Think into the future, what customers will be doing with Astro. Is it just a toy that's not worth it? Or is there some real benefit there? And the more you focus on that, the more success you will ultimately have. You'll have a lot of failures along the way, but they're, uh, the big successes, the big ideas actually pay for a lot of failures because they uh, can move the needle in a company. All of these principles absolutely still apply to your organization if you're in a business, if you own a business, even if you've just started a business. These principles are things that you can incorporate into your day-to-day -day activities and think about how you can learn to grow like Amazon. Well, thanks for watching. I'm Steve Anderson. I uh, love to interact. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, uh, feel free to let me know. Uh, for more information about the book, uh, you can go to thebezosletters.com website, and there's information there. Uh, one of the fun things is we uh, just had the Greek version uh, translated into the Greek language uh, and uh, published in uh, Greece. Uh, uh, about four weeks ago. Uh, so again, just fun to see how the book is impacting uh, business owners and mindset changes uh, worldwide. So thanks for watching.